Hey guys, Norm here. I hope this podcast finds you really well, no matter what you're doing. I just wanted to take two seconds to say today's podcast, you've probably already noticed, is a little bit shorter than the majority of the podcasts that I've been putting up lately. There's a couple of reasons for that. One of the first being that today's podcast is actually the first that I've ever scripted. It's not something that I plan on doing with all podcasts, but for this particular episode, I wanted to make sure that I had the message and the flow just right, because this is kind of an important one for me. So without further ado, let's just jump right in. Hey guys, welcome to the Tokyo Lens podcast. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. I want to start today by just taking a second to acknowledge that I know it's been a little while since I uploaded the last podcast. Sorry for that. I kind of wanted to put a lot of effort into this and make sure all the pieces were in the right spot. And it's one that I really hope that you enjoy. So today's podcast is a story. The story of a crazy dream that turned into something else. It's a true story. It's one riddled with failures, but ending in a success that I never could have predicted it would go the way it went. So, as with any good story, let's start at the very beginning. So, it was 2011, and I was enjoying the atmosphere of the coming-of-age day celebration at Meiji Shrine in Harajuku. It was actually one of my first times to ever go out, and enjoy that celebration. And as I finished up, I wandered into Shibuya. The streets were closed for the day to cars. It was what's called Hokosha Tengoku. It was just closed so that people could walk through, but there was a special twist added to this. You see, it was closed for performances. The entire area of Shibuya was closed for performances, everywhere you looked. It was at this time that I stumbled on two shamisen players that I would later come to know as Kiki for the very first time ever. Now, armed with little more than an iPod touch, I took my very first video of them. This moment, this one single moment, unannounced to me would change the course of my life in ways that I never could have expected. You see, I hadn't started shamisen yet, but I was drawn to their performance. It was over a year later when I saw them next, and I had actually just started my apprenticeship with the Yoshida brothers. And what's more is I was armed with a new toy, a DSLR, my first ever semi-pro grade camera. You see, this time I had actually looked them up. I wanted to shoot their performance. So with some friends, I rocked up to Yoyogi Park, I recorded them, I said hello, and I left. You see, I uploaded my first video of them ever, roughly around early 2012, and it was at this time that the Shamisen in Tokyo YouTube channel was pretty much born. Well, kind of. You see, I had originally planned on uploading pretty much every single piece of shamisen content that I found around Tokyo, hence the name Shamisen in Tokyo. But after a few months of recording, the only upload-worthy performances were the ones of Kiki. So 
every single time that I would go to one of their performances, I would always say hello. And I even went to their official like graduation live performance where they announced that they would go professional. At this time, our relationship was casual. We knew each other, but we weren't exactly friends. Then the day came where we performed at the same event. By this time, Kiki were full-blown professionals, and they were the closing act for this show. I played before them. I'm still not sure how I ended up on the same stage, but that's a talk for another time. But that day did a lot to build the future, the future that we have right now. We talked, we drank, we really got to know each other, and we became friends. It was shortly after that that I realized that our first ever video that I had uploaded back in early 2012 had passed 10,000 views. At the time, this, this was huge. I invited the girls for coffee to share the news and talk about it, and a few hours later, a project was born. You see, it was February 2015 when I finally uploaded my first concept video introducing Kiki on the Shamisen in Tokyo channel. We actually shot it on the same day that we grabbed coffee and it would be our first ever collaboration effort. From there, I shot everything. Kiki's events, their live shows, their street performances, tournaments, you name it. And then one day, I had an idea. You see, cherry blossom season was just around the corner, and I knew it would be a challenge, but I wanted to shoot the girls playing under the cherry blossom trees. Everything from the location to the timing to crowds was working against us, but we committed to the idea and somehow amazingly managed to pull it off. The video was an instant hit on YouTube, amassing nearly 100,000 views. We loved it so much that we did it again next year. Another instant hit. And in the third year, we decided to go all in and do the video in full kimono. We wanted something that kind of, well, there were no half measures. We wanted to go just all the way with it. it. It was honestly quite a task that required bringing in staff and even taking taxis to and from the recording spot. And it would end up being our biggest video yet, getting shared on Facebook and other social media to the tune of over four million views. This was massive for us. And between these videos, we spent time traveling Japan together for performances, tournaments, and everything in between. As our videos spread, more and more job offers started to come in. It was exciting, inspiring, and at times even overwhelming. We started to travel within Japan together more and more, going to places like Aomori and Shikoku. But we just kept doing exactly what we were doing from the beginning performing and creating content while loving every single minute of what we were doing. You see, in the midst of all of this, I made Kiki a promise. I told them that someday I would make sure that we would have the chance to travel overseas together to create content. It was a bold promise, I knew that, but it was one that I believed was entirely possible. So, flash forward to 2017. The offers started coming in, but more often than not, would fall through. You see, it's not exactly cheap to pay flight and hotel for three people, as well as the performance fee on top of that. A lot of events would total the cost and just simply apologize for wasting our time, and that would be the end of it. 
But as all of this was happening, we were doing more and more adventurous projects within Japan, like traveling out to performing on the military bases, going up to the north into the mountain valleys just to make music videos. I had started Tokyo Lens by this time and was starting to share some of the behind the scenes of these projects as we were doing them. I can honestly say that if it wasn't for the work that I had been doing with Kiki, the Tokyo Lens channel may have never even started. They really sparked a lot of it. It was an exciting time, but we were still grounded in Japan. Well, for the meantime, anyway. And then it happened. We finally landed a job overseas based on content that we had created together. And above all else, it was in Canada of all places, my home country. Now our hearts were racing with excitement. It took extensive investment of time into negotiation and drinking parties and everything, but in the end it all paid off. But there was a catch. You see, the only way that they could afford it was to bring Kiki without any management or support staff, but in turn were willing to handle all of the management and translation. So long story short, they could go, but I wouldn't be able to go with them. So, so close, but just still so far. But this isn't the end of the story, obviously, because as I script this right now, it is the beginning of February and I am sitting in a hotel in Milan, Italy, where I have just wrapped up four full days of work with Kiki. But we'll come back to that in just a minute, because honestly, this itself almost didn't even happen. You see, about a year ago, this event in Italy reached out to me asking if I could bring Kiki. The only problem is, by February when they reached out, the majority of Kiki's 2018 schedule was fully booked to the point where they couldn't afford to be out of the country for nearly a full week. I ended up having to bring other shamisen players from Tokyo. Not just once, but twice. The first time was to Naples, and the second time was to Tuscany. All the while, I was aiming to align schedules in a way that Kiki could actually make it out to one of these performances in Italy. And here we are, let's just skip right ahead, because one year after that first email, wrapping up four days of intensely satisfying work, we've wrapped up video shoots, performances, and put out incredible new videos on both channels. Everything's going to be linked below when it's up. My personal favorite part of this entire thing is we've spent the last year finalizing even more shoots and shows overseas. I wish I could list off all the countries for you, but the ever-changing nature of it. By the time you listen to this podcast, the list may be bigger, smaller, or completely different than it was when I listed it off here. But you can trust me that as soon as we have something in the books, I will be letting you guys know. We are very excited to be possibly coming to even your country. Honestly speaking, when I initially promised Kiki that I would someday be taking them overseas for work, I knew it was a tall order to fill. It was pretty much just as big of a dream for me to be able to pull something like this off. But that's exactly why I promised it. I love the idea of dreams that don't have a defined path to success. Dreams that force me to create my own path. Dreams that give me the opportunity 
to create my own life. Now, don't get me wrong in all of this. What I've shared today is a story of where things started to how we got to where we are today. And despite the filtered nature of this story, I want to make it very clear that this journey was not without its stresses, failures, fights, and more. In fact, every part of this journey is guaranteed to have a backstory rooted in some form of stress. There have been far more failures along the way than successes, but I've chosen to omit the vast majority of them for one single and very simple reason. They don't matter. The fact that we pushed through in spite of these failures, the fact that even with every single one of them, we are where we are today, that holds more value and a deeper lesson than any single one of these struggles or failures ever could. We're here doing what we love for a living, and we've spent the last four days reflecting on just how amazing all of this really is, which is what brought me to wanting to share all of this with you guys today. I never could have imagined when I pulled out my iPod Touch on a cold January afternoon in 2011 that just a few short years later, it would lead to me quitting my corporate job and traveling the world with those two exact amazing shamisen players. Life is kind of funny like that. I guess life is what you make it. And that's pretty much the bulk of the podcast for today. I know it was a bit of a shorter one, but I really, really hope that you got some value from this podcast. It's a story that I'm genuinely happy that I could share with you. And I honestly cannot wait to see where we are in the next five to 10 years. If you did get any value from this at all, you would honestly make my day by taking two minutes to just leave a review on Apple or Google Podcasts. Every single one of those reviews that pops up completely changes my day. So thank you to each and every one of you who have already submitted one and to each one of you who's planning on submitting one today. Thank you. I really cannot wait for the next podcast. But for now, guys, I'm going to wrap it up all right here. And just thank you all for listening. And you know... I will talk to you again real soon.